This is Into the Apex Motorsport Podcast Network. From Monaco to Indianapolis, Le Mans to Daytona, and everywhere in between. This is your one-stop shop for provocative motorsport talk. From the ITA Podcast Network, this is the Into the Paddock Podcast. Into the Paddock Podcast. Into the apex, and I feel like I'm on the road uh, at an IMSA race. I've got uh, it's Tyler in the main studio. Bruce Perry, Mister Daytona, is back with us in the studio remotely, and Jason Bivens from California uh, with us remotely in the studio. And it's going to be the three of us uh, holding it down this week. Uh, I, I see you guys on the road a lot, especially Daytona. That's the time when we all are together. Uh, so it's kind of like harkening back to January, uh, but it's getting a little bit warmer, and uh, I want to. Really recognize the month of May. Happy May to everybody. It's uh, it's IndyCar season. It's Indy 500 season. Uh, it's time to get really hyped up about that. And uh, well, first, I guess I'll say good luck to those out there that are doing the majors uh, Speedway 500 and the Delora IR01. We talked about that uh, quite a bit. I think I'm the only one in the room right now that's doing that uh, this weekend, but good luck to everybody in that. And uh, we talked about it a lot last week. I'm excited for that. Um, Bruce, I want to start with you. I want, I'm, I've got my magnifying glass out. I'm going to start examining. Wait a minute. What does that mean? Yeah, uh, what does oh, that we, mean? We're going to get into it. We're going to get into it. Uh, I want to start with Bruce because the last time Mr. Daytona was on the show, we named the entire episode after uh, what we talked about with him. And that was uh, iRacing Psychology Appointment. That was back uh, earlier this year. Uh, we were checking in. I was worried about you because you weren't racing a lot. You were, I know, I mean, I think we were all kind of going through a slump. I don't know what it is. It was like a black cloud, but I want to check in with you for the listeners that, that know you and have listened to each episode. Uh, as we go into May, as, as it gets nicer out, where are you at with your iRacing, your sim racing? Uh, I, I want to say you got some new hardware as far as your PC. You want to say that, and you'd be correct to say that. I pay attention. Um, yeah. <laughs> Built a new PC. Um, more out of uh, just because of somebody I knew at work was getting rid of his that he built, like, I don't know, a month ago, right? He's one of these young guys that's got to have the latest and greatest, and after a month or so, he's done with it. So he's always like, hey, who wants this? So, yeah, uh, built another, you know, rig or computer um thinking that would help with the whole situation and maybe get some excitement back mm -hmm. um sadly to say i haven't been running too much road it's been mostly oval um right now and just been having a little you know good time with that um but very shortly here get back in the road as you know so um so yeah it's i'm not racing as much as i used to but i am on here two to three times a week 
So I, I see you. I see you more often uh, as as far as our group of folks. Um, but yeah, I, I noticed there's a lot of oval racing, and I think we've talked about it over the years. I, I had my period of time, especially during the initial part of COVID, where I kind of replaced going to the gym with racing open class C fixed or whatever the trucks on an oval race in the morning and just listening to people say stupid shit all the time (laughs) and uh, joke around. And that's kind of what I did. And then here in the last, I don't know, year and a half, two years, I've, I've really fallen off of the ovals, but sounds like you've fallen back, back in love with it. Is that a fair statement? Well, right now I wouldn't say in love. Oh, oh. (laughs) I'm I'm running it. So so Uh, what you're saying is you get crashed a lot. It's typical eye racing. I mean, it just, it's bad, right? I mean, I don't care what split you're in. Um, you know, guys just don't have any kind of racecraft anymore. Uh, I don't know what's going on, but, kids um, these days, yeah, kids these <laughs> days. So <laughs> basically I made a commitment, you know, we, we, as you probably mentioned in the podcast here many times, we have a pretty solid oval program to go along with the road program. And I said, you know what? I'm going to jump on board and, and uh, make a commitment and see if I can't run the whole NIS season and just see what happens. You know, um, I mean, it's been fun. Or Cody that does our setups. They've been great. Um, I don't know how many times I've been in the top five towards the end of the race and gotten wrecked out. You know, I got a lot of, I feel like a lot of good runs that, that's keeping my, you know, interest in it um, and nothing to show for it. nothing to show for it we'll get that green white checkered and all hell breaks loose and it's just like i get caught up in it all the time so i don't know we'll 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 see but we're gonna try to run out the whole season in the nis it uh and i think here i'm gonna get back into road a little bit more so we'll see probably speaking as an i-racing member as an as a sim racer do you get more upset at oval racing or road racing when something goes wrong um, you know, I, I, I think it, for some reason, I, I feel like I get more upset with the oval racing. Um, and I don't know why I, maybe cause I feel like it should be easier. Is, is that, should uh, I say that? It's definitely more chaotic. Uh, Jason, I want to bring you in it, because it's chaotic. Uh, I know you're, you've stuck to road racing. I know you've gotten back into some of the BMW Sim cup. We kind of got uh, on a bit of a topic last week because you were, uh, talking to me about the BMW Sim Cup not being as popular as we, I think we think it should be, but uh, you've tried oval racing. I mean, wh- where do you stand on this? If we're going to do oval versus road, I mean, I think our podcast is pretty slanted towards road. Anybody that listens to us for more than five episodes knows. But have you tried? Have you tried oval? I don't know if I've, I've even asked you about that. Uh, yeah, I dipped my toe in, and that was about it. And and uh, <laughs> and also, I I think I got like ran out of more public, you know, open mm. uh, races on iRacing in Oval. Yeah. Like, what are you doing, idiot? Right. Like kind of <laughs> if you <laughs> if you were going to be a guy just starting road racing, it might be the same thing, right? But I, I think I, I know all the etiquette there and everything. Even when I mm. was new, I still knew more about the road racing etiquette than, yeah. than uh, you know, Oval racing. And, and so, yeah, there was a couple where I'm like, ah, I don't I don't need to be abused like this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if, if anybody's going to abuse me, it's going to be Bruce. But um, you know, yeah, that's, that's a, right. That's a, hey, 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 that's, that's right. A, that's, that's a different. That's what I said. But 
But that's, but yeah, that's what I say. Your intro kind of made me think that uh, you know Patrick and Bruce need their own <laughs> their own show on the network here. Just uh, two dudes talking about oval racing. I don't know. I know. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, I, it's. I, I like I like the um, I like the speedway stuff the, the you know the longer tracks those are a lot of fun that the the drafting element the teamwork part of it it's cool if if I had more time to to do it I probably would um, you know much like Bruce so I'm I'm pretty busy especially when especially when the nice weather comes around then uh, I'm not in front of the uh, rig that that often but me and Andy Malinowski will be running the BMW Sim Cup again this Sunday. So, and it's super early for me. Yeah. You guys were all complaining about it over there, but I mean, it's 5 a.m. <laughs> for me to do it. Um, and Rob was wrong. You don't get half a stint. So what the guy that starts, <laughs> I'll let you know you're wrong, Rob. The guy that starts runs a full stint. And then the guy that finishes runs a stint and like, three or four laps. Like they make it specifically so that it's, you know, a two stop race, no matter what mm. it is just a splash and dash at the end. And, and that makes it interesting. Um, but we have fun just because it is, it doesn't take your whole, it, you know, it's the total opposite of the long races we, we yeah. run. It doesn't take your whole day up or two <laughs> or 24 hours up. And, uh, but you know, you're up and you're at it and, and, uh, if, if you do great, you're pumped. But if you don't do that great, you're also, well, I didn't spend 12 hours doing that right now. So I... I <laughs> you, you bring a good point up there. If we're going to talk about moving from the oval to the to the road, I mean, oval, what? You take a giant chunk of your time with some of the longer ones. I assume NIS. I, I honestly, I love the idea of NIS, Bruce, but I haven't run but maybe two in my whole iRacing career. Uh, I run the Daytona 500 event. I'll run. I used to run the Indy 500 event until fucking motorsport games, uh, and and I understand the time consumption of that one because of cautions and stuff like that. I mean, mainly cautions, but but yeah, you make a good point of time investment. We all invest so much time. Uh, if you honestly, if you have trying to do that life balance, especially on the weekend when these events are, these 24 hour events are a bit of a zap, and uh, it's tough to schedule. It's tough to sort it out and. You really, um, that's a, that's a tough thing as you were depending on where you are in your life as a, a person, a sim racer, like how are you going to balance the time out to do these events? And especially during the week, um, I've found that it's easier and I don't really have a league right now. Uh, I don't have a road league. I'm kind of looking for a league that I feel like is right. But I, I find that if you have a league, it's a little easier because you can just Kind of, oh, okay, it's like a bowling league. It's like a golf league. Uh, we're play, like that type of thing. But just trying to catch official sessions when you're busy in life, that's that's tough. And trying to balance these special events, if you want to really scratch the itch and do all of them, I mean, there's one every month. And it's tough to do that, depending on what you're doing, how busy you are. Yeah, I think... Um I mean, I, after running the 24 hours Daytona, well, we did two of them, right? Never again. <laughs> I think Never I was, again. Yeah. My sleep pattern, I think, was off for like another five days after the race. I mean, I was, I was yeah, a mess. That was tough. I just, that was brutal. Hey, we did it. Yeah, never, never doing that again. Never doing that again. But we've got. I mean, you you alluded, Bruce, that you're you're on, you're in the ovals. You're doing a lot of oval racing the past few months. I've noticed that. Um, I'm sure. I, I imagine a lot of people out there go through those phases or go through those ups and downs. I mean, 
I think there's so much, especially if we're talking iRacing, there's so much out there. I mean, it's, they add more content, they barely take any away. So you're, there's always more and more and more to do. And there's more popular things than others. But I think it is a smart thing to kind of take a break from some and and get fresh with others and just kind of keep it fresh. Don't get burnt out. Enjoy your hobby. I mean, take a break, do what you got to do. But like you said, there's a lot coming up through the summer here. You've got Nürburgring. What is it next week? Next weekend is Nürburgring. Am I correct? Yeah. And, and that that's right? yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. usually in next April, week. but that's next week. Have I yeah, have changed. I turned a single practice lap? No, but that's me. I don't know. I mean, I, I my mind time. is not there. I have enough time to learn it right now, right? <laughs> For this uh, week, oh, yeah. I mean, I'll be good, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. Put about four hours a day in for the next week. Yeah, you're so like five laps a day. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, yeah, I was loving uh, hearing Patrick. uh, You guys are like, well, you know, if he bins it, and he's like, if, (laughs) like, he's he's not going into that race with a ton of confidence. It doesn't sound like. Yeah, we're 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 working on Pat's confidence. I feel like that race may end early for y'all. Not sure. It always it always does. It always has. Uh, yeah, Pat. I, the only place I see Patrick with a ton of confidence, love you, Pat, is Daytona because we do practice Daytona up the ass. Uh, pardon my my phrasing there, but we do. Uh, so practice. I mean, Bruce, Mister Daytona. Uh, what did, what did you say? What what was the phrase you used? Uh, something memory uh, impl- implicit memory. What? Impl- oh, uh, implicit and yeah. explicit memory. Uh, we yeah. we certainly all get that for Daytona. For Nurburgring, we don't. I mean, I still remember our podcast that we did before my first Nurburgring 24, what was it, two years ago. And it was basically, if I recall correctly, it was a whole podcast of me just being terrified and and anxious and nervous and saying that into a microphone for an hour. Um, And honestly, this many couple years later, I still don't know the second half of Nurburgring. I don't. And it's coming up next week. And my mind's not fully on it. I mean, there's a lot for somebody that that's trying to do all these events because you got the majors 24 at Lamar coming up. Then you have Spa. You got Watkins Glen. I almost forgot about Watkins Glen. I mean, a lot of road events coming up, Bruce. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, you just anymore. I just can't do them all, so I kind of you know have to pick and choose. Um, but I just can't spend every weekend racing the endurance races. Years ago, absolutely, but not now. So, you know, the Oval NIS, you know, it's Wednesday, Friday, Sunday for me. And I only try to just do Wednesday night. If I have a decent run Wednesday, that's it. I'm, that's my one and done for the week. If I don't, then I'm, I'll try Friday and then maybe Sunday mornings. But um, I find I just practice maybe Monday night for that and that's it. And maybe a few laps before the Wednesday night race. Whereas the endurance stuff, I don't know. I obviously, you know, I do a lot more practice yeah. for that stuff. So I've been running the uh, uh, NAC um, events, the four hour Nurburgring ring events and um, running some laps already, quite a few laps already. So getting ready for the 24. I don't want to be the, you know, that guy. <laughs> well, that that's what we've always said for almost three years now is we don't want to be that guy in the team races. And, and I, I mean, everybody's going to be that guy at some point. I don't know, unless you're just the Iron Man or something. But um, 
You you mentioned as far as the the uh, NIS and, and what you do, you practice a little bit, and then you you kind of take some shots at it, and then if you if you get a good result, you're done. I mean, talk mm-hmm. about a, a psychology appointment. You're you're after a certain result, and and you don't feel fulfilled. You keep going after it. I mean, you're from what I'm hearing, from what I hear, if I'm really going to de- dive deeply into Bruce, deeply inside Bruce, um, into his psych, just his psych, nothing else. Uh, I'm hearing that you've still got some of that competitive juice in you because you you want that good result. You're after that result. Uh, and maybe you've got some of that veteran sim racer sense in you that it, you get that good result, you stop while you're ahead. You don't keep going and fuck it up. It's like gambling, right? <laughs> it takes a lot of, it takes a lot of discipline, discipline, but when you're ahead... Stop. I've never been. I've never <laughs> been to Vegas. I don't know anything other than oh, a simple Jesus. sports bet. I'm. I'm a. Right. I'm a uh, Vegas. Right. Uh, well, yeah. You know, <laughs> even. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm still competitive. I still want. You know. I still want to win, right? I still have a desire to win. We all do, but otherwise we wouldn't be doing this. But, um, yeah, and that's what's frustrating. So when shit happens that's out of your control and you get wrecked or whatever you're like you know god damn it i had a top five finish coming mm-hmm. you know and you get taken out for something stupid all right i know i can win this or i know i can finish top five anyway i am gonna run the next one mm-hmm. and try to get that result right it's that it's that high we're all after so of a, whether it's road racing or oval or whatever it is right yeah just just trying to lock it in jason my mind just totally went to just a road show in Vegas. That's that's it. I, I won't be able to focus on anything else here the rest of the pod, I don't think. <laughs> we, we we definitely we, want to do a road show in Vegas. We we have to make it happen. We gotta we, we use these races as an excuse to hang out together. <laughs> I think we, <laughs> we have a great time watching well, obviously doing all the race stuff, but you don't necessarily need an appoint you know, an appointment to go to Vegas and uh you know, I I think they make Depending where you're at, you know, flights are generally pretty cheap. They want to get people over there, right? But I know coming. Are you, do you fly from Charlotte, Tyler? I forget. Or no. Charlotte or Raleigh for, Raleigh, for yeah. here in the at the main I, main I, HQ. I know that Charlotte. Anyways, it's tough. Like there's not a lot of connecting flights or not a lot of direct flights anywhere from Charlotte. So yeah, I don't know. But we we just need to put it on the calendar, and it, usually we're pretty good about it. If it goes on yeah. calendar, we're going to do it, and then. For me, if I spend money on a reservation, then I'll go, right? But if I don't, then I yeah. won't. <laughs> yeah, we're we're solid on that. I mean, I would go I would take the take the show on the road just to walk on the ground where F one cars drove. I don't need to go watch the F one race for a million dollars a ticket. Uh, so Vegas now has for us a motorsport connection as loose as we want it to be. <laughs> but really, I mean, just getting everybody together. Yeah, we're we've got a Pittsburgh show coming together in July. Uh, that we're we're kind of nailing the details down on. Uh, it's going to just kind of surround carding. But I, big Bradley and I have been talking. I mean, we're we're going on three years of into the apex and, and this whole project, and we've yet to to get out west. So going out west, we've got so many folks. We got you, Alex Matola, Roger Shank is a guy out there in in Vegas. Uh, we've got so many folks around the U.S., not to mention the world and Europe, that we could meet up with. But West Coast is. We got to get out to the West Coast. Got to. Uh, Adam Poppenhaus with the Operation Motorsport is in Vegas also, and I know he would be oh, wow. a good host. And uh, yes, there is. I, I know that there's a big 
I saw it uh, last time I was there. It's not, I don't think it's close to the strip, but I think there is a big carding track out there also with some faster carts to run. And then I'm sure we could go crash Spring Mountain, like hopefully not actually crash oh, yes. on Spring Mountain, but we could go, we could go out there and, um, and do, do some stuff out there with Alex and uh, Kevin. But yeah, we got to plan it. So maybe it's, it sounds like this year is probably getting packed up. Uh, but. <laughs> You know, maybe 20. It's weird when you start planning things from like a year out, right? Or a year and a half yeah. out, but it's just, you have to, right? It's just, it's the yeah, the, the summer, the summer's packed, uh, the fall. I mean, I don't know what the weather's out like out there in November, but it's not great here in the su- Southeast, but I assume it's pretty decent out there. So I yeah, it know. can be even it, d- Vegas gets cool at night, but it's, um, it's still it's still probably warmer than back east and and there's lots of golf too, which the the ITA crew has been known to to swing the clubs oh, yes. and Bruce can caddy for me. We do, Bruce. Oh, Bruce, I? have you been to Vegas? Yeah, I feel like I'm times, the only actually. one that's never been to Vegas. I, I feel like that too. I what? Feel like you're the only when was one. the last time you were there, Bruce? Well, um, it's been a while. I will admit that. Um, like 2017, oh, 2018. That's not that's not yeah. terrible. I mean, no, but it's been a while. Like like my wife and I were talking about it. We're we're due to go back. I mean, I I've never been. Obviously, I've been I've only been out west in America once to Los Angeles in 2012. If that tells you anything, uh, so I'm overdue. But I, I I mean, Rob, if Rob were here, he'd be singing the Vegas tunes. Rob is a Vegas fanatic, um, but I always get. I, I just like shit. I, I'm an I've lived under a rock because every time I hear about it, I'm like I've never been. So I feel like it's what we got to do. Like you don't understand it, I assume, until you get there. Like I didn't understand yeah. Nashville at all until we went to the Nashville Grand Prix last year and got to experience what Nashville is, and and it's not at all what I expected. And that's always a pleasant surprise when you go somewhere when you travel like that. And I mean, it's just something that you can always go to. It's like oh oh yeah, I'd absolutely go back to Nashville. Uh, I assume Vegas is the same in its own way. Yeah. Yeah. Vegas is always changing too. So, you, you know, in the six years I haven't been there, I know there's been a lot of changes. So, um, you know, new venues, new, new casinos, new, whatever you, you know, so it, it's cool to go back. The last time we went out, we drove the RV cross country. So mm. we got to stay a bunch of different places and all. So it was fun. Speaking of betting and gambling, um, I was in Ohio a couple weeks ago, a couple weekends ago, and um, I did a little sports betting on the NASCAR race, and it was the Talladega NASCAR race. And uh, because it's now legal in Ohio, I used to live up there, it was not, uh, I put money on Bubba Wallace in that Talladega race, and I think he was second until like the last lap. I was so sick with my, I would have won a couple hundred dollars. I mean, I didn't. Wasn't he leading? Wasn't I, he I leading when he, he was. He yeah, was I think there. he was. He was trying to throw a block. Yeah. Didn't work. Because he always does good at, at super speedways, and that seems to be it. He's got that rain-shortened Talladega win. So I was like, okay, I'm going to put, I think I put $5 or something like that on Bubba Wallace. Big I put spender. $10 on Brad Keselowski. And left it at that. I spent fifteen bucks. I'm. I'm. All, what can I right. tell you? Uh, yeah. And but I was. I mean, I could have won two hundred some dollars on on little Bubba, but he got crashed. And I. I was listening to it on MRN because I was driving uh, at the end, last part of the race, 
And uh, I think I broke something in the car because I was so upset because I heard that he was crashed. So yeah, get sports betting, betting on racing. That's a slippery slope for me. Uh, I'm still spoiled from winning my first ever sports bet with Elio Castro Neves in the 2021 Indy 500 that I I just feel like I'm a savant and I I certainly am not, not at all. So don't take me, if you take me to Vegas, the moral of that is if you take me to Vegas, watch me closely. Well, the the worst thing to happen in Vegas, believe it or not, is you go out there your first trip. Well, no, what stays in, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, right? Okay. Um, No, the next worst thing um, is if you actually win Right, because if you win, first time you go, forget it. You're gonna be a junkie. Oh, really? You're gonna keep going. Yeah, you're gonna keep on going. You're gonna keep on chasing that high again. You know, it's just like drugs, just like <laughs> racing, just like racing. It's it's same thing. I remember the first time my wife and I went out there, and we both like did good. <laughs> That's the trick. Yeah that 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 was a fleeting moment. So so when grew up under a rock, Tyler. Idiot Tyler, naive Tyler and Bradley, the Beeman bros, go out there and win a couple bucks. You're not going to be able to direct us anywhere else. We're gonna we're gonna be chasing those couple bucks. Uh, uh, Yep, you got me in the casino. Twenty four hours. Where'd they go? Oh, they're in the casino. Uh, I think the most dangerous place for Tyler will still always be the merch tent at just at any given. Uh, well, see, unless the race is going on, no, they won't have that, those out that there. cuts deep, Jason, and that cuts straight to the heart of the truth. Oh, it's accurate. And I'm gonna have to. It is very accurate. Give Tyler two drinks, three hundred bucks, and send him to the to the merch truck that has a Porsche jacket, and he'll be he'll be given shit about it for the next decade, as he as he should, as he should. I think that's a good spot to take our midway break. <laughs> we're gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna uh, take us take a little break. We'll be right back on into the apex. Don't go anywhere. More into the apex is coming up. Tired of getting caught up in the mayhem of turn one. So are we. Although we can't protect you from disasters in iRacing, we can protect you and your family from mayhem on the road or at home. The Allstate Javicki Agency proudly protects families in Ohio and Pennsylvania. Give John a call today at 412-561-6239. Mention Mad Sim Racing or Into the Apex when calling to receive a gift card with a qualified quote, no purchase necessary. Into the Apex is going back on the road in 2023, and it's all brought to you by our friends at ProCart Concepts. ProCart Concepts provides top-tier carts, parts, and consumables to the tri-state area and support based out of the Pittsburgh International Raceway. If there's anyone that can get you set in the world of karting, it's Eric and Dan with PKC. Visit ProCartConcepts.com for more information. This episode is brought to you by the racing fans at Great Hire HR. Whether you're hiring one employee or 100, Great Hire will let you keep doing what is important, running your business. For more information, visit greathirehr.com. You've just achieved your greatest accomplishment as a sim racer. Now what? 
Don't let it become just another stat you never see. Alien Awards is a service run by and for sim racers, creating clearly printed plaques on solid surfaces, something you can display proudly to mark a major victory and show off your team and sponsors. Whether you're an individual driver looking to create a memory or a league owner looking to take your season to the next level, Alien Awards can help. These are quality awards I know because I've won one. There are no setup or design fees and shipping in the U.S. is free. Take your sim racing career to new heights. Visit AlienAwards.net. That's AlienAwards.net. This episode of Into the Apex is brought to you by our partners at Track Racer. Since 2008, Track Racer has been designing and pioneering best value, high-end gaming platforms and accessories. Track Racer products are made from the highest quality materials that offer unsurpassed durability. Track Racer is supported by recognizable names such as Haley Deegan, Ross Chastain, Alex Pillow, and Alpine F1 team. Check them out through the link on our website, IntoTheApex.com, and support the show. This is Into the Apex Motorsport Podcast Network. back on into the apex tyler bruce and jason bivens joining us uh, for this week's episode and uh we talked a bit of sim racing the first half we kind of got in the weeds of oval and road uh, i want to talk a little bit of real uh racing real driving here in the second half uh jason i know we've we've talked we've had you on over the past year or so and you've done some champ car uh you've got a, a jetta that you've been competing in it's it's race ready uh, but I know that you are you are trying to, to part ways with that car now. Yeah, so I actually have not raced this car. I bought it with the intention of going racing out here with some of the West Coast series, some of the West Coast you know amateur series where I can invite friends that that don't have a less uh, have a license and they can come run with me no problem. And uh, so it was a great. <laughs> The genesis of the idea, I think, was solid, <laughs> and I immediately opened my checkbook uh, two years ago and started buying, um, you know, some of the initial things you need, like this car. And then I'm like, well, now the car doesn't gonna pass tech, so now I need to put this into it. <laughs> and uh, it's it's kind of a yeah, I guess it's a running joke for race cars and for boats, right? It's it's break out another thousand. It's um, there's always kind of something else you're throwing it into it and i think i maybe had some people try to tell me that it was not a good idea uh <laughs> and i i you know i was pretty determined and <laughs> it wasn't wasn't anybody here that was telling you it was a bad yeah idea. no definitely not. <laughs> we're all for yeah. yeah no there was there was much reading on um so it's a cool car uh, you know i've i've taken it to a couple track days just to kind of shake it down after got a few you know complete rebuild of all the fuel system fuel cell the fuel cell i think is actually worth more than the cards and fia you know spec it's literally <laughs> I think five thousand dollar fuel cell or something in a 2003 jetta that has a billion miles on it so i don't know um so it's very safe <laughs> let's put it that mm. way yeah yeah uh, but yeah uh and yes yeah, and about a super duty 
you know, Ford truck because I needed to be able to tow this thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I bought an enclosed trailer. Uh, you know. <laughs> so yeah, it's really like it's like this escalation here where I'm like, this is great, we're gonna go racing. But well, you know, the big the big just uh, you know, stumbling block I have is I'm not a mechanic. I just you know, I can do a lot of basic stuff. So I you know, I can change the tires i can uh no i mean like there's there's things if you show me you know give me instructions of what to do i'm gonna go do it but i can't go troubleshoot a problem you know or even really you know do a brake job on it so some of the things Mm -hmm. that are very basic are just not and i'm just not really willing to go and learn you can youtube anything right now right and i've yeah yeah and i've talked to other people and that's kind of the way they're pushing me. It's just like, just figure it out. Like you'll have fun doing it, which I think I would, but I just don't know. I want to put the time into it. And, and there's a lot of series where I can, I can, you know, this is sounds, you know, a little snobbish, but I can, I can fly in on a Thursday yeah. night and go yeah. racing on, on, you know, Friday and practice and in some yeah. much faster cars than the car that's sitting out in my garage right now. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, so I'm at this crossroads and I actually listed it for sale on all the different kind of road racing, you know, Facebook pages over the weekend mm. and got a lot of people, you know, asking questions about it, but nobody really was like, yeah, it's me. And a lot of people know the car from Lucky Dog series because it was a mm. podium car. Um, and so there's a lot of people like, oh, yeah, that's Lars. His guy whose name is Lars Wolf and a cool guy who built the car originally. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's, you know, it's a fast car. So, but that's, you know, people complimenting it versus, you know, people uh, writing a check are <laughs> different. So, so, yeah, I'm at a crossroads and I, I would, you know, part of me, it's like, you know, all right, let's, let's uh, get the team together here and I'll br- bring it back east and, and leave it back there. And it can be kind of a team car, but, you know, obviously there's got to be, some sort of financial contribution looking at you, Bruce. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's right. it's like, what, you know, it's your rig is what? worth more than this what? car. Your rig is worth more than this car. Is. So you can, <laughs> yeah, you know, my rig's not for sale. Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, I, 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 you know, I'm down to like brainstorm if there's some way that it can be, uh, you know, moved on to, to still serve the original purpose. Uh, that would be awesome. But I, I, you know, would love to throw it out there to the to the ITA, uh, you know, group and and see what happens. Yeah, I, I mean, I think we've got we've got folks that listen that do Champ Car. I know we got some folks in Asheville that that do some of that. Um, would this car fit the lemons, or is this car a step above the uh, lemons thing? Yeah, no, it would be great for say? lemons. It would be probably in the a class for lemons because it does it is it has a lot of powers it's a turbo car um and there's plenty i mean lemons it, it's funny because even when you post on there people were giving me guff like because they want you to be that that 500 rule and it's very loose you know and, and they really need every type of racer in there but there are guys just trying to go have fun you know racing you know, a Ford Fiesta from the eighties or whenever that car came out. Right. And they, they want to dress up and, and that's cool. And, and a lot of those guys are, they're really fun, right? Like the, the joke with lemons is, is I went to a race and a party broke out. I think is what they say. Yeah. Yeah. And sounds like Sebring. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So there's that element, but then, you know, a good percentage of the people that enter are also guys that 
they want to race and they want to improve, you know, their ability. They want to, they want to go fast. Right. So you, in yeah. they, they're paying a big part of the fees too, to enter. Right. So you kind of need both in there and this would be, yeah, you could run at lemons. Um, then obviously you've, you've a lot of champ races out there on the, you know, Eastern side. And I think you have AER also, um, but it would be, it wouldn't be fast enough for WRL, which runs a lot of races out yeah. there as well, but you, you'd be kind of getting run over um, out there, but there's a ton. Yeah. There's a ton of races, a ton of uh, tracks out your direction where this thing could be competitive and, and just fun. Right. And people just could do it for the first time. I, I'm kind of in the same boat as you, because I would, I would love the idea of having a car like that and doing, doing competitive racing in, in whatever it is, lemons or probably lemons at this point, because I'm, I've never put myself to that test, but uh, I don't have the wrenching capability. Um, I don't think I've ever said on the show before, but when I was uh, just a young high schooler, uh, I took uh, AutoTech classes, AutoTech 1 and 2, as I recall. AutoTech 2 was uh, the advanced one. And I, I tried so hard, and I went on a field trip because I was uh, grew up in western North Carolina. Uh, took a field trip to the NASCAR Technical Institute in Mooresville, down near Charlotte. Because, I mean, Bradley and I grew up in NASCAR country. We were NASCAR guys. And my, my dream, when I thought first thought of a career as a you know young fella, uh, I thought I want to be on a NASCAR team because our dad took us to Martinsville a lot to Charlotte Motor Speedway. We watched NASCAR every Sunday. I mean, from that young age, I, I, we did we weren't into road racing like we are now. But as far as NASCAR, I wanted to be a NASCAR crew member in some way. I wanted to be in the middle of that. But I quickly learned. I quickly learned in AutoTech in high school in shop class, basically. Uh, that I had zero talent other than perhaps changing oil. No talent, no intuitiveness with mechanic work. And so that dream died quick. That that dream died quick, and I do the trade that I do now. Uh, but uh, So I'm right there with you, and, and I would, I would kind of need that kind of arrive and drive because I, as I told a couple years ago when I was in Ohio, uh, Zach uh, from our sim racing group, had me out on their champ car team. They had a BMW and champ car, real fast car. And uh, I had to tell them the only thing I can do is probably not much, just stand there. So what they put me on, they had me hold, they had me go over the wall and hold the fire extinguisher. And that's all I could really contribute. Um, So uh, Bruce, I want to bring you in because uh, I know in the olden days, the far olden days, uh, Bruce, you were you have also crewed. Bruce has crewed on a Daytona Rolex Twenty Four team, uh, so so I want to bring that knowledge in because uh, I want to hear about that. Where did you fit in on that team? How did you how do you feel you fit in? Because I felt like I was on in the same experience doing a champ car race holding a goddamn fire extinguisher. <laughs> um, well, you know, I was basically starting out um, cleaning the car. You know, I would do that. In a, I, I would clean any IMSA car right now for yeah. free. Me too. Yeah. Still, but it, it, um, so that's kind of where it started. And then as things progressed, um, I got to do more and more stuff. Um, I was basically on tires as far as getting them mounted at the Goodyear or whoever we were using back then. Um, 
and then doing air pressures and stuff like that. And then they moved me over to uh, refueling. So I handled um, going over the wall with the, with the, you know, fueler. Um, Yeah. It was the two hose system. Right. And um, so that was exciting. That was, that was still one of the, greatest experiences of my life was the first time like jumping over a wall with the yeah. fuel hoses over your shoulder and plugging into the car when it came to the screeching halt. And, you know, they, so I was on that for quite a few years. Um, and then just taking, you know, getting the fuel usage, refilling the, um, the rig that we had for the fuel. So I just handled everything that had to do with the fuel for the team. Well, you, the you look right okay. Now. So I assume you never got injured. Nope, never got injured. You know, um, my brother was a uh, front tire changer, and uh, I remember he almost got hit once. Um, oh, wow. It was kind of close and scary, but IMSA, like you said, you know, there's a guy on a fire bottle standing there. Yeah, you know, when they came in, um, you also had um, um, a guy just basically in front of the car to to, to wave it on and keep an eye out on what's going on around it. So it was pretty safe. Um, but yeah, still, even though it was safe, it was still um, a little scary, you know, but I don't regret it. You know, um, I remember our first time we, uh, uh, Watkins Glen, we lost a motor. We were running Porsche that year, lost the motor in practice. We thought we were done for the weekend. We somehow the, the guy that owned the team, um, which was Pegasus Racing, by the way, back in the early 90s, um, came into another motor that they somebody drove up overnight um, for us, and this was for the six hours of the Glen. Oh, wow. And we spent the next day in, God, it must have been 100 degrees <laughs> that weekend up there. It was brutal. And, of course, you know, the race team, we all got to wear black, you know. Yeah. I just never forget, here I am. What a, I was young. I didn't know anything about changing motors, especially a motor that had like an entire uh, tag system on there for all the telemetry and everything. Oh my God, there's miles of wire. Miles of wire. To say. It's like, what the? So, proudest moment. We, you know, this ragtag bunch of guys, because that's, we had one real mechanic on our team, which I'll, I'll get to that in a second. But, um, <laughs> yeah. But, here we are, you know, he led us through it and we finished sixth in that race, six hours. Like the fact that we finished, yeah, we did have some, a couple screws left over after we changed the motor, um, which we found out at VIR, what it was, it was actually the ground wire mm. <laughs> never got reconnected. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. We couldn't get the car started down there in VIR <laughs> the two weeks later. Um, and we kept having battery issues and yeah, that's what it was. But anyway, um, <laughs> Carl Troy was our crew chief and main mechanic. And uh, Carl is about to do the one lap of America coming up mm. here soon. Um, he's an interesting character. He he was crew chief on the Jägermeister team um, oh, wow. in Europe when they run the yeah. world championship. Um, yeah, Carl's pretty cool. And, you know, it, it was a hell of an experience working alongside with him. Mm. You know, um, he knew his shit and it was, it was a blast. I'm, I'm sorry to see it all end. Um, but the, the owner of the team, he had a budget, he had a 
spending limit, I guess. And once it was the money was gone, that was it. Racing was over. So he went on to other things, but it was a good time in my life. I enjoyed the shit out of it. I, I, I think I told you before. Yeah. It's a lot of work though. Yeah. It, it was like when we went to the track and people would ask us about like, Oh, what's that track? Like, uh, I think it was called Miller Motorsports park back in the day. It's out in Utah and we raced out there and it was a brand new facility. It's supposed yeah. to be state of the art, you know? And when I got back home, everybody was like, Oh, what's that place? Like what's, uh, you know, it looks really cool on TV. I'm like, yeah, I, I, I can't tell you. I didn't see it. Yeah. <laughs> I saw the our, our garage space and about 40 feet of pit wall <laughs> in front stretch. That's, that's it, you know? And then from there on, it was work, 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 and more work. So um, that part, I miss it and I don't miss it. Yeah. You know, I remember when we were down in Daytona this year or even the year before. I'm like, I'm watching them crew guys. I'm like... Yeah, I know that feeling, being in the garage, four in the morning, changing the tranny, you know, or whatever. Don't miss that part. I, well, <laughs> I, I remember uh, Rolex 2420, 22, our first one. We we I sent Bruce a text message. I was saying, we're going into the hot pits. We got the passes to go in the hot pits. And uh, Jason was with us. We, our, basically, everybody in our group uh, but Bruce. I texted Bruce, told him what we were doing. He was like, been there, done that. I'm good. I know what that's all about. And, and we're geeking out and having a good time. I mean, you've been there and, and, and work that, I mean, uh, it certainly is a rush. I could certainly, I mean, I, I felt like such hot shit being a fire bottle holder at champ car at mid Ohio. I mean, that was, it felt great, but I'm sure you get to a point where you get a little desensitized to it. There's no question about that. Yeah, yeah. You know, the first few times you do it at different facilities, you know, um, it's really, really awesome. And then the third or fourth time you go to the same track or you've doing it a few years now, um, it's like, all right, we got a job to do. You know, let's let's go. I mean, it was still fun, but it's definitely had lost its luster a little bit in that respect. But um, it was like I say, I, I look back on it. It was a great experience that I'll never forget. And um, if anyone gets a chance to do anything like that, or even like with Jason, with a you know being on the race uh, for real, I mean, doesn't matter what it is, you know, what what class, what division, what series. It it's it's just awesome, you know. If you get a chance to do it, do it. Whatever it is, be it holding the fire bottle or. Mm driving a car, you know, 24 hour lemons or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, just it's, it's awesome. I, I, I mean, Jason's been through the driving experience of driving the Jetta, but also driving a Honda TC car, as we've talked about, uh, at Anglesey circuit. I mean, I, I want to just, I've, I've gotten, I try to push the limits in my street car and that's a slippery slope. That's you, you try like, Exit ramps are your friend when you're trying to just get a feel of it. Give it the beans, as, as everybody says. But I've never driven at speed on a closed circuit, and I, I, I just want to be able to do that just once. But I want to know what it feels like. I want. I just want to do that just a, once or maybe twice, maybe twice, just to know what it feels like. Yeah, you'll be hooked, though. That's the thing. It's That's the gateway yeah. drug right there. That's what it is. So it's – yeah. Uh, yeah, we got to get Bruce strapped in too, and just you know, send him out there. Wait, strap on. Oh, wait, strap oh, in. Oh uh, yeah, this is it, the second I mean, hour. If I know Bruce, 
yeah if i if i know bruce he's gonna strap it in yeah he's gonna yeah. strap it in uh, <laughs> uh we're gonna i mean we're gonna take the fellas carding uh bradley and i did some fast carding in uh july of last year uh we're we're shaping up to get everybody out to do some fast carding in pittsburgh once again but it's gonna be me bradley patrick rob and uh, wh- whoever wants to show up uh but uh we're 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 trying to get this carding situation going, but I, I think I'm going to have to get a little more physically fit before I do endurance carding. But that's the affordable. That's where I'm at financially. Let's just say that. Get those endurance carding. Get those dates going, man. I want to. I want to know. Uh, Pittsburgh uh, International Raceway in July. I, I'm, we're we're going to get it down. We're going to announce it soon. There's 31 days it's, in uh, July. <laughs> I need more specific. <laughs> Pick one. I, ITA on the road in Pittsburgh. You're not far from Pennsylvania, Bruce. No. And we're going to go to a. Not far from Pennsylvania. I think. I think four or five hours from Pittsburgh. Yeah. That's a no brainer. Maybe more like six. We're, I don't know. I have to look. You know, we're going to time it to watch, there. go to PNC Park and watch the Pirates play. It's a beautiful park. I, I just love the city of Pittsburgh. I, I don't know how I'm getting on that tangent, but. Uh, I, I go up there every year. I, I just like it. It's grungy. Some people I've, I've talked to a lot of people like, I don't like it. I'm like, I think it's beautiful. It's a beautiful, unique city. So fuck everybody that doesn't like it. That's, That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I've come, come yeah. show up. I've played paintball in, in, uh, Pennsylvania somewhere. I don't remember where I was. It was a long I was going to say ago. that's uh yeah. That, that's a no, ra- that's a random situation <laughs> to find yourself in. Yeah, it was like a long <laughs> long long time ago. I was a sales rep for a company that sold, you know, paintball markers or paintball guns oh, and and uh so we used to get, you know, to go on these work trips, and, you know, representing the brand and sometimes playing too and and uh that was awesome. I don't, we were in the middle of nowhere somewhere in Pennsylvania, you know, beautiful <laughs> woods and uh it, we were playing against uh literally william shatner uh it was a star trek oh, paintball yeah <laughs> pretty epic yep and he was out there right <laughs> riding around he was riding around in what? the and yeah it's wild i i don't think i have any pictures because literally this is <laughs> long like this is actually before the cell phone camera probably or the cell phone camera oh, would have wow. been yeah so i mean it's probably 20 almost 25 years ago 20 about uh, 20 years ago right? And um, yeah, he was riding around. Shatner was riding around in a golf cart that was converted into a tank, right? Because you, you can't really have real <laughs> tanks out there. But it was like a golf cart tank, and uh, and uh, our company made like the jerseys. So there was like a Klingon jersey and a oh, wow. and a Star Trek jersey. Yeah. So so yeah. Anyway, anyway you guys, everyone do paintball. I, I know a little bit about that. Too. <laughs> uh- I, I want to say, I mean, I love that area. I love that track. We got some track time on on the big circuit too at Pit Race, and I'd love to see iRacing scan it. Uh, it does look like iRacing is being real sly and cryptic this week with a desert course. But uh, I think to close out, the best way we've, I mean, we, we're all pretty sure that the course that iRacing is teasing and they're coming out with is Willow Springs. And that is certainly a famous West Coast track. I want to say it's a track we saw on Ford versus Ferrari, the movie. But also a track that, that Jason's familiar with. Yeah, I mean, I consider that my home track. I I have more laps there in all manner of car than any other any other road track, and it is um, yeah, it's been around I think since the '60s, and they yeah. they they call it the fastest road in the West, fastest track in the West because of the average speed, um, just because there are just a lot of 
you know, th there are some long straights. It's very high, high commit track. Um, it's a very fun, it's very rewarding, but it's, it's very fast, right? It's a high speed track. Um, and there were, yeah, in Ford versus Ferrari, there was a scene where he was racing at Willow Springs. Um, I heard that they used some other track in the movie to recreate it, but you know, in, in actual history, yes, he raced there and everything. And, and the asphalt seems like it's the same from the sixties. It, it definitely tears up tires. Like it's a grinder, <laughs> <laughs> but it's a really fun, really fun racetrack. And, um, I, I recommend must five out of five. <laughs> we, we were texting back and forth, uh, Bradley, uh, Jason and I, I mean, Bradley was uh, studying the curbing from the teaser that we got because I saw all kinds of things of, Oh, that's, it's the uh, Garage 56 NASCAR that I uh, racing. I mean, I would, would be shocked to see that happen at some point, honestly. I think that'd be cool. Yet another series to be either a, a flop or a success. But uh, it looks a lot like it's going to be a desert-themed course because they did – they the movie Dune came out with a trailer and iRacing did something clever. They're always being clever, and uh, they put something out. So it's certainly a desert-themed course or a – Sandy course and, and Willow Springs seems to fit the bill. So uh, we know from looking that they scanned the course or they were working on it back in 2012 or somewhere around there. So this is something that maybe it's from the vault uh, and they're finally getting it going. But that seems likely. So that, that's that's our first teaser. We're going to wait and see if we get any weather or what we might get in the next build. But uh, or or. I think if anybody has a, a hot topic, it's going to be another uh, GTP LMDH. Jason, uh, I I think it could, you know, it could happen. I saw somebody comment, it's like, oh, here goes the iRacing curse again. So IMSA just announced right that they're going to drop LMP3, which which does yes, make sense yeah. for you know it makes sense for their big races, especially right. It just now that you have this renewed interest in the the top line cars, the GTP or LMDH, right? And you have the P2 cars, right? You don't really need the P3s mixed in, which there was, you know, there's a small amount of them as well. Uh, but watch, we'll get a P3 car in iRacing. And then the well, well, we are. We, yeah. we we know that we are because it's they've coming. already released, a, they, yeah, they released a mock-up of the Ligier uh, a while back, earlier this year, I want to say. But, I mean, what are they waiting for? Uh, now it's yeah. out of date because it's going to have to be a new whole new series. It's not going to be, it's not going to be uh, endurance or special events beyond yeah. this year. That is, but so, but so maybe we'll get in for, yeah, they, they could recreate the, that series that it's running in that uh, VP fuels series. Yeah. I mean, that would, that would be great. I think that would be a, and that is the right place for that car. It seems like, and you've got still multi-class. I mean, multi-class is uh, for me, it's still always just the most fun to have on iRacing. Yeah. And, and I'm bummed out with some of the recent endurance races we've done where we get into an all GT split or something. And uh, man, we want, we want, we like having it mixed up. So it'd be cool if they could figure out how to uh, make that more, more continuity with that, where uh, you, you have a chance to race with some of those cars. Cause it, it just opens up more opportunity throughout the race as well. You know, where it's just, it's not, you're not just surviving on pure pace, right? There's a little bit more gamesmanship yeah. and, and racecraft involved when when you've got uh, the multiple classes i agree you have to you have to strategize based on what's the popular car on the service at that time it's a little different in that regard um well i'm going to close it out there i want to thank uh, bruce perry 
coming to us from New York. And uh, Jason Bivens coming to us from Los Angeles uh, for keeping us going this week as uh, the fellows are a little bit tied up. Uh, joining me in the studio for Into the Apex, it's, it feels good to have uh, our road crew. You guys are our road crew and some of our OG guys uh, on Into the Apex. <laughs> so uh, Good to be back. It's, it's good to see you both. It's good to talk to you both. And I'm sure everybody uh, is happy to hear each of you back on the show. Thanks so much, guys, for joining me this week. Thanks, Tyler. Thank you. We'll catch you next week as the month of May continues. We're going to keep hyping up the Indy 500 as we work our way to Speedway, Indiana at the end of the month for the road show. Uh, we got a big road summer ahead. We're going to be at VIR, followed by Watkins Glen, camping yet again with Bruce, and camping for the first time, camping at Mid-Ohio for the entire IndyCar weekend, and uh, not to mention a Pittsburgh karting trip coming up. The summer and the road shows are going to be a bit off the chain. Check it out at IntoTheApex.com. Give us a, a little bit of a subscription. And uh, cheers to everybody out there. Uh, enjoy the Speedway 500 if you're doing the Majors race or whatever you're doing to uh, keep that IndyCar month of May hype going on the sim. We'll catch you next week on Into the Apex. F4. been listening to into the apex from imagine racing media check out the show's upcoming road trips and join the community at into the apex.com 